0: Are you ready to dive into a transformative journey that's reshaping the healthcare tech landscape? Join us today as we explore the keys to scaling healthcare technology ventures, maximizing profitability through innovation, and unlocking the power of impactful partnerships. Plus, we're thrilled to have an award-winning physician and entrepreneur with us, who raised over $4 million to deliver integrated health and social care programs. Get ready to be inspired and informed. Welcome to Providers Edge, the podcast that helps healthcare entrepreneurs and innovators break down barriers and control their business, life, and future with valuable action steps. With me your host Sabrina Romback, a recovered clinician and a business deal catalyst. Let's rewrite the rules and create a positive social impact while increasing your profitability. Today, we have the amazing Dr. Omalara Emadino. She is a daughter of Nigerian immigrant working on global health issues in sub Saharan Africa, inspired by her work toward healthcare equity for racial, ethnic, minority children in New York City through strong children wellness. Dr. Omalara helps healthcare providers reduce burnout and make a larger public health impact through her latest venture, Melina and Medicine. And I'm so excited for you to be here because Our space has a lot of different healthcare leaders from different rounds who are leading larger organizations for a traditional corporation healthcare system down to those who are private practice owners who want to step out and just do their own thing to those people who are the true technology founders and innovators. So we're in this thing, all have the similar goal of creating a better future in healthcare. So, and you has been in this amazing niche of working with children and really focusing on equity and with the diversity of what New York uh, is. I actually grew up in New Jersey. I was actually in uh, Columbia University, uh, moderating a panel uh, for HitLab. Um, totally just miss you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did my MPH at Columbia, so... <laughs>
0: Yeah, Uh, my MPH was at Thomas Jefferson in Philly. For some reason, um, when I was going to grad schools, I was just like, okay, New York, Philly, where where do I pick? Right. And uh, it's like, well, I have a lot of friends in New York. I can always just take a train over. Uh, And the cost of living at the time, I think in the student budget, it's like, okay, I'll just stay in Philly. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Awesome.
0: And tell us more about the amazing adventures that you have with your initiative, with your wellness programs, and with your foundations.
1: Yeah. So um, my name is Omelara Thomas of Women Dima. I'm a pediatrician uh, by training. And uh, I like to say medical school was a long time ago, about finished about 20 years ago. Um, and so ultimately from that time, like you said, my initial place that I was really focusing on was global health and really working abroad. And I think that has informed a lot of the work and innovation that I've done, working mostly in low-income countries in Asia, in sub-Saharan Africa, in the Caribbean, and really seeing how people were really innovative in terms of how can we get better health equity and health quality and access. Um, And in particular, one of the things that happened was as I was doing that work, and transitioning back to the US, I noticed parallels with low income communities here in the US and the need to be really innovative about how we make sure that we ensure healthcare equity. And so a lot of that, as I was working mostly with um, racial, ethnic um, you know, minority populations here in the US, as well as immigrant populations, and especially in New York, of course, that allowed me to see that a huge piece of what was uh, impacting their health was actually social, were actually housing, food barriers, immigration legal barriers, um, employment issues. And a lot of my work then started to shift towards how do we bring, how do we address social issues within clinical settings? Um, I was able to, during my time in academia, I transitioned back from working globally clinically into academia and doing a public health services researcher program. And in that was ending up about, I would say, doing like five jobs. (laughs) I was working on two interdepartmental research projects. I was also doing teaching MPH students. I was also seeing my own caseload of patients and running a global health residency program. Um, And so ultimately I did get burned out (laughs) as as people probably predicted. And I actually ended up transitioning um, because six months after I felt that I actually got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and had to take a medical leave. And so upon that journey of Get of not working for four months and having my work divided to five people. I started to realize that what I really wanted to do was actually fill in the gap and create a new healthcare space that really was able to provide better care. That was the impetus for Strong Children Wellness, which is a integrated care healthcare company where we provide tech-enabled mental health, primary care and social care coordination. Um, we have multiple practices and they're based in New York right now. But our goal is to dominate all of New York and nationally. And then as part of that work and building it up with my co-founders we had to use a lot of innovative funding strategies and that started the impetus for melanin and medicine. And that transition from just work-life integration to actually helping support BIPOC healthcare um, practice owners to really move beyond, okay, what can I do that's going to make profit to what can I, how can I expand and scale my work to actually make powerful impacts. And so I have that consulting firm and then Strong Children Wellness is the medical group that I um, founded. And of course we now have um, about 14 employees. We have two practice locations. We're gonna open a third one in the fall. And um, we care for 80% Medicaid populations in that practice as well.
0: That's so amazing to expand I think a, a lot of us perhaps forgetting is all our training is something we have accumulated transferable skill set. And when we're stepping into something beyond of what we know, and then when you have that idea, you can really go for it with the intentionality and the right help. And at the end of the day, most people, if you're thinking about you deal with innovators, right? I deal with innovators all day. What do you think like the ones who actually made it? Right. When you say what was the thing that actually brought you here? Right. What do you think? uh, what, What do you usually hear when they ask that question?
1: It's interesting because it does vary. And of course, I work specifically. Initially, it was solely black women and we've expanded to BIPOC Populations in general. But I think the thing is a collective frustration. The idea that that tension between I am giving care, but I know it could be better. And so I like to say I do work with people who are very much impact driven, mission driven owners that, you know, you could do concierge practices and work with a, a host of different people. But the owners that I work with are the people who I work with have this drive to really change care for those that have been marginalized, that are low income, that have been historically excluded. And we have to be even more innovative given kind of our healthcare system about how we can do that and still remain profitable and still do that kind of work, which is why I now created Melanin Medicine to be able to help people realize this new strategy of using philanthropy and strategic community partnerships to profitably be able to bring in revenue that will allow them to still care for those populations, despite some of the reimbursement issues that happen for for those populations in particular.
0: Right. Which you brought up the good point, right? Even when I was asking that question, it's pretty much we're talking about the same thing is that we... understand the highest the conversion of any marketing strategy is actually by high-level referral partnership. Because mm-hmm. when we are partnering up with community of people, entities, organization, our similar mindset, similar goals, and mission, it's so much easier to help that same community of people. We're just doing different things, right? We're filling each other's gap. So you are someone who are holding hands are actually running together with this and no longer needing to do it in silo. So most people would say that, oh, not because I pull 18 hour days, right? Like, yeah, my grit really put it in. It's actually on the side, like, yeah, it's the people. Like I really had really good people in my corner right? Yeah. Like those are the things that we always pick up for. So I think something you you mentioned, burned out, I I was in that space too, right? I'm like non-stop operating, like, yeah, hire this bigger. Let's bring this person on. Yeah, of course we can add that in, right? In ideal world, we can do anything, but we're not going to do everything well. So yeah. do we driven by quality or quantity? That's something in terms of when we have this, different business model to think about what's that impact and income you're bringing. Mm -hmm. That's very uh, a delicate thing of what are you trying to create and how can we have win-win on both the impact and income.
1: Yeah and I think it's particularly important because I do find that you know as someone who was in global health I was very much impact and it was kind of like We'll figure it out. And we weren't bringing our best solutions because we didn't have the money behind it to truly create sustainable models. Um, one of the big things that's been a drumbeat that I realized throughout my life has been that most of the innovations that I've created as an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur have been things that I've had to find the funding for. So like over my career, it's been over about $3 million that we've been able to put bring from philanthropy, from government, from other different sources that are outside of, you know, insurance payers or other, because these are new models that payers were like, what is this? At this point, being able to help practice owners get hundreds of thousands of dollars through contracts or through grants, but also tap into that part about not growing their practice, but scaling it, which is very different. And a lot of People, I try to make sure that they understand that difference where you can grow it and completely continue to see more and more patients and do that and, you know, grow your team and that profitability, that's a part of scale.
0: Healthcare leaders prioritize profitability, pushing for innovative funding strategies and expert guidance in the complexity of this industry. Crafting a compelling brand story and a tailored plan are vital for lasting success leveraging innovative funding like philanthropy and community partnership not only boosts profits but also aids marginalized populations expert guidance navigates regulations and revenue stream can be very effective if you have the right person in the right seat but waiving the brand narrative and customizing plans. As a technology entrepreneur, you can secure your market position, ensuring financial success while making meaningful impact in the healthcare community. Alright, if you haven't done so already, subscribe now to your favorite podcasting platform for the latest insight and actionable tips from our expert guesses. Let's rewrite the rules for your business and create a positive impact in healthcare. Back to the show now.
1: Won't really be able to to shift if we focus on scale and really identifying how we can provide actually even higher impact services like community health education for the organizations you're contracting with or consulting for their leadership on how they're implementing health programming or training their staff. That is less overhead, but really actually can have monumental impact for the community at large in a deeper way than even just additional patient care encounters. So that's kind of the thing where I actually just support our practice owners to not focus on usually a pediatrician might say, yeah, I run a pediatric practice. We don't do that when we're doing this kind of work. We actually look at what's the problem in the community that you're solving and what organizations in the community need you to help solve that for their clientele and the community at large.
0: So perfectly said, just, uh, I think we're really aligned in that way. Now I just simply subset, right? And then m- my board advisors, we only work with the growth healthcare companies that they're probably hit that growth plateau. And they're in that place where like, Sabrina, you know, like we're really making, we don't even have to, uh, I'm not in a stage. I'm just trying to find funding anymore. We're actually generating. I'm like, exciting but now what, right? That's the question. It's like, now what? How do, how do I go to the next level? Then it's that internal struggle. Now they're like, yeah, is that my staff? Well, is is that what we're doing? Is that our market solution? And it becomes confusing because technically founders have three personas, right? Like of doesn't matter you open your clinic or you produce some kind of digital tech company, and no matter what, you're gonna have that great visionary, right? Like you can niche down just like you are saying, like what's the actual contribution you have to the community, right? That people can see it really well and then create a, some kind of program, device, and solution for it, amazing. But what they're lacking is actually two other legs. It's the person who are great connectors, right? They're great at presenting sales and then bring the right resource together and even creating some kind of large strategy. But guess what they're missing? Is how do you actually deliver, right? So if you can uh, have this a huge community contract coming in and they have a, a million patients, can you support that at that large scale, right? So the third leg truly is the typical COO, the operational person who can break down your big concept, the vision, down to the small strategy but those people tend to get into the weeds too much, right? They start losing the vision sometimes. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. let's come back to us, right? Come back to reality, help us to stay at flow. So in that sense, yeah, there's so many intricacy. on uh, How do you identify what you know, what you don't know and be open enough to say, well, guess what? Just because we have a medical license and so we worked so hard for so many years, that doesn't mean we know everything about business and it's okay. To be in a place to leverage the geniuses of people that present to you or find out the right person to be able to help you scale that much faster. right? I believe you guys are doing that as well and then uh, become a more specifically for the entities of pediatrics.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the nice things about our work is that we we focus a lot on primary care practices. So I have OBGYNs, pediatricians, but also um, rehab therapy practices, you know, uh, speech therapists, occupational therapists we work with and mental health practices. And we focused on those in particular because a lot of the community nonprofits, organizations that we work with that are able to bring, you know, philanthropy dollars into into the realm, they a lot of times need a total solution, right? So I, I can't, a lot of times, uh, subspecialists will be really difficult for this kind of model. But the goal for us is to do the ideation, like do an intake of your of your practice. And so I work with six and seven figure um, healthcare companies, specifically that are providing direct health services or even nonprofits that are doing that. And what we do is an intake and it does hit on those things. What are the systems that you have in place? What is is there a space and space component that is going to be needed? What um, if you have space, what are what is the service delivery and the client journey and the impact that you've had already? What is the support that you have and potential and potentially what you need in terms of service staff, admin staff, management staff and the so forth and even software, right, that you actually need to be able to do this work once we know that then we can do ideation and ideation now allows us to have a good view of what we have and are we making the impact that we know that we are designed and really committed to make and what is the actual piece of either what we're doing or what is it that we're not doing that actually would be you know catalytic but for our community and you know a lot of times that might look like the things I've said, or even outsourcing your clinical services, right? At a smaller scale, meaning bringing some of your provider into the actual and doing an actual co location or embedded work. But we want to build that out through innovate, through ideation, thinking about what's viable, what's visionary, what's um, valuable for the organizations and target organizations that we want. And then we want to identify who's the right one. We have to look at are that, is that organization serving the right people? Are they mission aligned? Do they have healthy liquidity, right? If we're both on the struggle bus, that's going to be a problem. Do they have the management that reflects the mission? Are they diverse? Are they expert? And is there a missing service that you fill the gap for them, right? And so once we do that, we help our partners to build the assets to get connected and message and and get to them. And then we help them with the interaction where they're doing discovery calls, where they're collecting information and then able to collaborate by presenting what the potential solution could be. Um, And then the the logistics of actually partnering and the, the legal aspects of that. So it's been a really great process to take these partners out through and then also to see them being able to provide services to even more people, get more people visible to them, but also be able to not have to utilize so much of their clinical bandwidth and um, to get to that result.
0: Growing healthcare technology company isn't just about getting bigger. It requires a thoughtful, clear strategy, especially when dealing with challenges like slow growth and limited profits. Leaders in the field emphasize the importance of forming unique partnerships that go beyond the usual methodologies of expansion. Both myself and Dr. Omalara prioritizing in creating technology that benefits the communities with limited access to healthcare. In simpler terms, It's about finding ways to help those who need it the most. Instead of solely focusing on growth for the sake of it. It's about teaming up with caring groups to make a long lasting impact. So there, fellow healthcare entrepreneurs, reach out to me, Sabrina Rombach on LinkedIn. Let's connect and explore how we can elevate your healthcare business together. Now let's dive into the second half of our show. So perfectly said. And I feel like us is so complimenting, right? You are, you guys are helped the, the early stage. It's like, yeah, let's get you going, right? Let's, let's get you scaling to that uh, level of it's sustainable. Because nowadays, how do we create sustainable health? Sustainable system, sustainable people are the crucial side of anything that we do. Because if it's not sustainable, then you're not scaling. The true between growth and scaling is growth, you are constantly adding, you constantly modify, you're constantly adding things, whether it's more staffing, more patient, more system, more result. Versus scaling, you have everything the same, but you've done a more effective, better way, and you become more impactful and more profitable. So when people start thinking scaling, don't mistaking your growth activity a scaling activity, and um, and then we only work with a multi seven figure going to a figure, so that's even more crucial. And we're like okay, we're going to really strip everything out, right? Like Because you're going to think you're doing really well in a lot of things. And then we just have to tell you kindly if you are or not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: Well, I have a lot of fun talking to you. I'm sure there's a lot of things that we're we're, uh, overlapping and then people are getting excited and... And you also is a podcast host. So that's even got me more excited. And then we were just talking about briefly before the show that we have a podcast network of a collective, and uh, we're putting on even a summit. So I'm just so excited for all of us who are creators, consultants within the healthcare space. You have a true vision for what could be and helping those who not necessarily they're on the struggle bus, but they just needed to have the right path and guidance and the shining the right light to get them to where they are to create a true income that they deserve to have based on all the hard work and effort they put in as a provider, as a business owner in the healthcare space. So for anyone, definitely go check out Dr. Uh, Omelar's uh, website, her podcast, and all the amazing things that she does in her world. And next time I'm in New York, my mom's still in New Jersey, I will definitely hit you up.
1: (laughs) That sounds like a plan. Thank you.
0: The development of healthcare technology signifies a transformative era, redefining scalability, profitability, and the essence of impactful relationships. This journey illuminates the critical strategies reshaping the healthcare tech domain. Strategically scaling healthcare technology venture demands astute planning aimed to grow exceeding the plateau and narrow profit margins to be able to expand rapidly. Founders stress the importance of transcending growth-centric partnerships to focus on scalable solutions benefiting marginalized communities profoundly. The shift emphasized tailored approach for sustainable, impactful outcomes, establishing symbolic partnership with stakeholders to magnify reach without compromising each other's core values. Here are the four key points we discussed. Number one, embracing scalability through innovative partnerships. In today's dynamic landscape, the importance of strategic alliance goes beyond traditional growth approaches. It involves tailoring initiatives to profoundly benefit underserved communities and establishing mutually beneficial relationship rooted in enduring growth and ethical values. Number two, maximizing profitability through innovation and expert guidance. To achieve sustainable profitability, innovation in funding strategies is key. Leveraging philanthropy and strategic partners can pave the way for growth, while waving the compelling brand narrative and crafting tailored financial plan can drive both success and impactful contribution in healthcare. Number three, unlocking the power of impactful partnerships. The journey to growth is best fostered through collaborative environments and the art of storytelling. It's about cultivating relationships that extend beyond mere transactions and forming alliances firmly aligned with values, facilitating both growth and innovation, while remaining true to core objectives. Number four, building a foundation for success in health tech. Operational efficiency is paramount achieved through streamlined process and strict compliance. Expert guidance in infrastructure development is crucial for scalability and innovation, laying the solid foundation for sustainable growth and impactful innovation in the health tech landscape. Now share your experience and insight with us by posting it on LinkedIn and tag me, Sabrina Romback, for your reflection and an engaging conversation on the transformative power of healthcare technology, scalable solutions and impactful partnerships. How are you able to create these amazing strategies? for advancing your own innovative company. Let's continue the dialogue. Talk soon. Thank you for tuning in to Providers Edge podcast. We hope you enjoy our latest episode and found the insights and tips helpful. We'd love to hear your feedback on the show and learn what topics you'd like us to cover in the future. So please take a moment to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform and let us know what you think. Your feedback, is essential to help us improve the show and provide you with the content you need to take your healthcare business to the next level. Thank you for your support and we look forward to hearing from you soon.